is our house. This is MLS Recap Week 23. What's going on? I'm here with Lewis. Uh, week 23. What the hell? Week 23. Uh, let's get started. Do we have to do this? Uh, yes. Atlanta versus Toronto. Miss this chances. is like one of the most upsetting ones. I know. Miss. This is why we're getting it out of the way early. Miss chances, miss chances, miss chances. And Alex Bono. Uh, Atlanta, stumble. <laughs> In facing Toronto FC, TFC's back, baby. Uh, 38th <laughs> minute. Where's Bobby? I know. Uh, 38th minute, Almiron plays in Vialba, who has Martinez ring alongside him. Vialba slides it to Martinez, and Bono reads it all the way. He snuffs out the chance. Uh, incredible save there from Bono. Just before the half, Gonzalez Perez takes a heavy touch on a back pass. The ball falls to Altador. He feeds Aro up the right side. Of the 18, his cross finds Jovinko in the box. He one-times it past Guzan, and it's 1-0 Toronto. Parkers left, wondering what the hell hit him. Uh, Atlanta start the half on the front foot in the 51st minute. Remedy shot is deflected to Martinez at the center of the 18. He steps to his left to get around Bono. Bono takes him down as he's reaching for the ball. It's a penalty. Yosef converts. <clears throat> Uh, to make it 1-1, 67th minute, Vialba, early cross. Who's there? Joseph Martinez. He makes it 26 goals on the season, one away from the se- single season record shared by Bradley Ray Phillips, Chris Wondolowski, and Roy Lasseter, all the way back from 1996. Uh, 89th minute, Bono comes up big yet again as Amidon strips Osorio deep in the Atlanta area. He goes on a long run with TFC defenders chasing. He's one-on-one with Bono, and Almiron's shot is saved. 88th minute, Jovinko hits the post, and the equalizer comes in the 91st minute as Ricketts scores a scrappy goal for Toronto. They go into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and steals a point. Temper Slayer at the end of this one. Mavinga shoves Vialba in the face. Uh, we also see Josie Altador. Grabbing Almiron by the neck, but not aggressively. Mavinga will see red. This one ends 2-2. So first thing I want to say is uh, I'm wondering what the uh, disciplinary committee will do um, after seeing the videos. Um, Obviously, you know, hands to the player's face or throat is an automatic no-no, whether it's aggressive or not. We've seen that with Kaká in the past. Uh, so we'll see if Josie Outdoor will be suspended. Um, that would have been useful information before I made my balls and beard pick for them, by the way. But um, getting back to the game at hand, Atlanta, what are you doing? Almiron, what are you doing? How many one-on-ones did you have and how many were you planning on missing? Uh, just like you said, Dave, missed chances it plagued them uh, against Seattle. It, it plagues them here against Toronto. And Toronto all of a sudden has a little modest three-game unbeaten streak. Granted that two of those were against Chicago, but going into Mercedes-Benz Stadium and fighting to the end. Yes, they were outplayed for a majority of the match. And yes, Atlanta probably should have came out with three points. But no matter. One point. Interesting thing about Atlanta here. So they... They went, well, they didn't go down, but they were unable to beat a 10-man Seattle team at home. Unable to beat a Toronto side at home. All of us had 
Atlanta winning this game very easily. Our guest expert, Josh Gessman, had it so locked, he even doubled it. So um, this was, by the way, a precursor of what the whole entire week was going to be. <laughs> but interesting stat. Atlanta is the premier team of the league. And um, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Uh, even the big teams stumble here and there. But if you're looking at the teams that they're that they're playing, they've played against, uh, and this is obviously opinion of what you want to consider a quote-unquote good team. They've played 10 games against quote-unquote good teams. And they're 2-3-5. and five. Those two wins were against uh, LAFC. We all remember that game. And then uh, 2-0 to Columbus. Now, Columbus, I'm saying because they're still within the playoff realm. And chances are they probably will make the playoffs. But 2-3-5? and five? That's not a good record against other good teams around the league. This is a team that may win Supporter Shield, but can easily stumble in the playoffs especially if they're missing those golden opportunities that they love to do. So it's a team that obviously has its defects and a good team, or at the very least a hot team can very well neutralize them. And I think that's something that you, you should be keeping an eye on for, uh, for Atlanta here. Cause um, they're not as invulnerable as many people think they are. So there you go. Just ask uh, Barco. Oh, yeah. Right, Actually, I, I'm I, wondering if that has something to do with it. To I be said, perfectly like, honest. locker room, don't don't discount yeah. locker room um, yeah. tension. Yeah. All right, next up, Montreal versus DC United. Montreal, right off the bat, tight air of the left side, turns his defender. He sends the ball over to Piatti, who turns, takes a shot. The ball takes an unfortunate deflection. And Mancosu is there to put it away. Top shelf. DC nearly answered back in the 20th minute. Uh, as Canus hits the crossbar. Uh, DC unable to get the rebound back on goal. Assad forces a big save from Bush after a botch clearance. Puts him in a good spot at the top of the 18. In the 31st minute, Tider, uh takes a shot. And it knocks off the post. 38th minute, Rooney free kick. Off the post, 65th minute, Rooney forces another incredible save from Bush. DC finally get their goal in the 71st minute with a simple low cross from Acosta, who finds Assad, who turns it into the net. 77th minute, you guessed it, Montreal, off the post. This one ends up 1-1, but if not for the post, it probably would have been 5-5. Definitely miss a barn burner there. Thanks a lot, Mr. Post. Uh, another one of those, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you want to call this one MLS. Yeah, I had Montreal winning this game, and I figured that Montreal at home uh, would be good enough to beat DC United. Um, but I guess the addition of Wayne Rooney has uh, has shown some sort of uh, new life in DC United, that along with their, their, their new stadium. They still sit at the bottom of the standings, though. They got five games uh, on the Chicago Fire there are five points behind them. Obviously, the playoffs are, I got to figure, out of reach. You never know. This is MLS. Uh, Montreal, still in a playoff spot, by the way. They had climbed uh, their way up to fifth place when we all but uh, 
counted them out. Currently sitting in fifth place, uh, seven points behind Columbus Crew, who are in fourth and tied with New England at 29 points. But New England has two games on them. Philadelphia, two points behind both of them. Philadelphia, two games on Montreal. It's it's going to be a race for that final spot. And New England and Philadelphia, they play next weekend. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. Should be fun or could be bad. I don't know. It could be very bad for all we know, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Next up, Orlando versus New England. This one looked like it was going to be same old, same old for Orlando. When in the seventh minute, Alfa Throwin Agudelo gets a flick on the ball toward goal and it beats Edwards at the near post. It's 1-0 New England. 18th minute, Orlando defense under pressure. Pania picks up a loose ball and makes it 2-0 for New England. 30th minute, Pania with a defensive the defense splitting through ball to Caldwell. He rounds a keeper, sends the ball toward goal, but it's cleared off the line. Orlando get back on the board in the 45th as Rocha sends the ball into the 18. Dwyer gets on the end of it as he holds his defender off and pulls one back for Orlando. 71st minute, Yotun sends a ball in from a free kick and Tardek gets on the end of the ball. He makes it 2-2. 76th minute, Yotun's service is headed in by Sutter. Uh, Yotun will see red before this one's over, but this one ends up 3-3. New England have not won a game since June 30th. That was against DC United. They are winless in their last five games. They blew a two-goal lead uh, in Orlando. Not sure what to make in New England. As I said already, they're they're sitting in uh, sixth place. They're going to be playing Philadelphia, uh, who's two points behind them next week. Orlando, well, they they continue to be Orlando. What else can I say about them? They um, they have not won a game since the the Toronto game, and before that. I don't know who, who the hell cares. Uh, it was about it was about like 11, 12 games before. So, um, and yet they're still within the uh, within reach in the playoffs at twenty three points, only four points behind uh, New England for that sixth spot because MLS Orlando will have DC United next, so uh, a chance at three more points there. Then they have they host Atlanta. Can't say they're going to win that game. Uh, they host Philadelphia. They got Kansas City, Chicago, Houston. Um, they got some tough games. Uh, I'm not sure. We all said that this might be Orlando's year. They finally get into the playoffs. I don't think so. Uh, and with Toronto surging uh, with one more point, Toronto would le- then leapfrog Orlando uh, for that uh, eighth spot um, and possibly uh, be right behind, uh, depending on the outcome of that New England-Philadelphia game, and if Toronto should win their game, they're about three points from a playoff spot. Three points from a playoff spot. Toronto, who who had not won a game since two weeks ago, or had not won a game all season since two weeks ago, and yet they could still make the playoffs because, once again, MLS and Week 23. Speaking of which, the next game has my... MLSC Award of the Week. That's a new segment I'm starting today because of this freaking game. Dallas versus San Jose. 
bad day for Dallas. It starts in the 19th minute. Ball over the top to Vaco. Jesse Gonzalez is off his line. Vaco rounds him and easily puts the ball in the back of the net. Dallas pulls one back in the 23rd minute. In the 47th minute, long ball to Hika, making the run across the face of goal. He takes a long touch, but he's able to get to beat Jesse Gonzalez at the near post. In the 53rd minute, Dallas nearly equalizes as Akandeli forces Tarbell to ground to make a save. The ball falls to Barrios, who sends the goal. Sorry, sends the ball goal bound, but Tarbell makes the recovery and the save. San Jose put the nail in the coffin in the 88th minute as Wondolowski goes into the corner and manages to turn in toward goal. He sends the ball across to the far post, and Hika is there to put it in. This one ends 3-1, to one, San Jose win. What the hell, Dallas? <sighs> Fuck San Jose. Fuck them now? so hard. You feel better? No, <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm not even sure. I mean, I have to naturally say fuck San Jose, but I should be saying fuck you, Dallas, as well, because I have no idea what happened in this game. Dallas at home to a team that had not been a side outside of Minnesota since, what was it, August of last year? I mean, uh, unbelievable mm-hmm. that they can go into Dallas and get three points. Nobody, nobody. I don't even think San Jose truly believed that that was possible. I think the players are probably just a shell shot, like, holy shit, we're winning? Like, you know, I think maybe they just saw the results around the league and say, you know what, I think we can do this. Because I have no explanation uh, for that game. This is by far definitely the most shocking result of the entire season uh, to have... um, a team like San Jose go into Dallas and and win. Hands Dallas only their uh, fourth loss of the season, and the other two losses are came from the Eastern Conference teams, uh, the the two New York teams, and San Jose. I mean, holy shit! I I seriously have no explanation. This was one. This was one crazy MLS week, well, and this wow. Call call it the curse of the stats because uh, somebody posted a stat. Last Cosmo. week, that said, well, it was somebody else that posted it, and then Cosmo, oh, retweeted, Cosmo retweeted it. it. Yeah, last place as fuck, <laughs> sexy as fuck. Um, all right, next up is Minnesota versus Seattle. Darwin Quintero showing us all once again that no one in this league was ready for him. Twentieth minute, long switching cross to Ramirez. He brings it down. He sees Quintero under pressure. He slides a pass over to him. Darwin creates some space for himself. He turns and sends a low, sneaky shot to the far post to put Minnesota up 1-0. And then guess who shows up in this game, Lewis? The post. (laughs) Chad Marshall bangs one off the crossbar uh, as Angelo Rodriguez, as will Angelo Rodriguez, Minnesota's new signing. Quintero hits the post in the closing minutes of the first half. In the 89th minute, Seattle corner sees Torres go up for a ball against Ibarra. VAR determines it was a handball, and Seattle will have a penalty. But before the play can be stopped, Minnesota are on the break. Ibarra feeds Ibsen. His touch is a little too long. Quintero has a wide open look at goal. Stefan Fry gets across and makes the save. But then we get it all, we pull it all the way back to the penalty. Lodero converts it, and it's all tied up 1 1. Minnesota discombobulated from the late penalty call. 
they just seem to switch off. And Rui Diaz is allowed to flick the long ball, a long ball to an unmarked Will Bruin. He's one on one with a goalie. He pops the ball over Shuttleworth, and Seattle steal all three points out of Minnesota. Seattle at the death have now gone seven games unbeaten. Absolutely incredible. Seattle doing what they normally do. They bomb from March to June, and from July on, they turn it up all the way to MLS Cup. Is that going to happen for a third time? Chances are that that probably won't happen, but they're certainly going to be making a playoff push. They are currently sitting in eighth place, but they are one point behind Vancouver and five points behind RSL in that final uh, playoff spot. And Seattle does have one game on them. Their matches coming up. I mean, it's it's not an easy uh, schedule for for Seattle, especially in the next month or so. They they play Dallas on Sunday. Uh, they're at home for that. Then they play the Galaxy, which is going to be very tough for the Galaxy. I got to figure the Seattle is going to be the favorite um, up there. Uh, you got the rivalry game in Portland. You got Kansas City. Those are some tough games. And then in the middle of September, uh, you get a little break with Vancouver, Philadelphia. You got to play the Galaxy again, Colorado, Houston, Orlando, Houston, and then San Jose. Uh, if they can get some results in the next four games, those that you know that final month and a half, that schedule is very favorable. Who knows? We can see Seattle vault up to maybe third place. Because, I mean, that's just the way it is. Minnesota, on the other hand, they have the exact opposite. They now have a stretch of five games on the road straight. They won't be back home until September 22nd when they face the Portland Timbers. And five days later, they face NYCFC. I think... uh, Tough for Minnesota. Yeah. that's. uh, I think the playoffs are all but done based on that schedule. But Quintero, how fun would it have been if he would have started at the beginning of the season to watch him and Joseph Martinez go for that race? <laughs> uh, how fun would it have been if Quintero would have gone to a better team? All right, next up is NYCFC versus Vancouver. Just when we write Vancouver off, they go and pull a result in New York City. 22nd minute, Mosqueda runs up the heart of the midfield and he blasts one past uh, NYC's second goalkeeper to give the Whitecaps the lead. Medina equalizes in the 46th on a play that thought I thought for sure was going to end up a, a Vancouver goal kick, but Tajori Shadi slides the ball to Tinnerholm on the right side of the 18. The ball is behind him. He manages to pull it back and gets the ball across to Jesus Medina. He sidesteps a defender and sends the ball toward goal through traffic. He makes it 1-1. NYCFC come out fighting in the second half. Burgett gets uh, in the 18, pulls the defenders. He finds Castaneros in front of goal. He taps it in to make it 2-1 NYC. Vancouver spoiled the party, though, in the 87th minute as Shea crosses. Hurtado pulls away from his defender and volleys one into the back of the net. This one ends 2-2. Unbelievable that Vancouver can go into Yankee Stadium and get a draw there. And I'm not even sure what happened to NYCFC, a game that should have been a walk in the park. But as 
said before, I think across all three shows on our podcast, week 23, man, the most mls week that we have seen this season, and it's not even close. This is definitely up there. Uh, NYCFC, by the way, now drops to third place. New- the New York Red Bulls have now taken, uh, have now leapfrogged them for second place. They're equal on, on 44 points. Uh, more goals scored and more wins for the New York Red Bulls, who also have a game on NYCFC. They are four points behind Atlanta for the Supporter Shield, and New York has two games on them. With Atlanta unable to, with both of these teams unable to win and New York winning, they gain some ground. Uh, so um, that's important because now NYCFC has dropped below uh, one of the top two spots and they would have to have a play in game. Um, as far as Vancouver, they're sitting in seventh in the Western Conference, four points behind RSL for that final playoff spot. Um, I have said that uh, Vancouver went from, uh, from wishy-washy to bad. And uh, now they have a little two-game unbeaten streak. Uh, but they have to travel to Portland. They got to play New York after that. And then you got two games back-to-back against San Jose, which should be uh, should be two mm-hmm. victories. And then you got Seattle, Dallas, Toronto. Uh, you got to go to the Galaxy, Kansas City, LAFC, and Portland. That's a tough schedule uh, for a team that at best – is wishy-washy they might be outside of that playoff or below that playoff line before this is all done uh houston versus sporting kansas city sporting kansas city needing to break out of their funk they head to houston and try to regain some momentum houston will give that to them the boost they need uh 14th minute fun mayor crashes knee first into 16 year old gianluca busillo and he sees a straight red card. Uh, Sporting Kansas City will break through as Basile receives the ball, or receives and flicks through uh, Rubio. He puts the ball past Willis. Sporting Kansas City scrape a win against a 10-man Houston. This is Kansas City's first victory since June 23rd against the Houston Dynamo. So... <clears throat> looks like uh, Kansas City needs to uh, play Houston a lot more. Unfortunately, that's it. That's all they get. Uh, they have to travel to uh, Bank of California Stadium. They'll play LAFC on Saturday uh, before hosting Portland and then Minnesota, Seattle, and then Orlando. So uh, Kansas City gets back to their winning ways, albeit um, not in the prettiest of fashions, they're currently sitting in third place in the Eastern Conference. I'm sorry, in the Western Conference with 36 points, <clears throat> one point behind the Portland Timbers, but the Portland Timbers have two games on them. They are tied um, with LAFC. They're both 10-6-6. Kansas City has two more uh, goal scorer than they do, and the Galaxy are one point behind each of them. It is a tight one in the Western Conference, and I'm pretty sure with the exception of LAFC, I had these teams in the playoffs and the ones that are fighting for those spots, I think I had them all as bubble. I think the only one I missed was San Jose. You put 17 teams in the West on the bubble. But 16 of them are actually fighting for it. (laughs) All right, two more bubble teams, RSL and Chicago. RSL looking hungry. Krylock gets the breakthrough in the 48th minute. Savarino sends a, a long cross in. Krylock drifts 
between the two center backs and heads the ball into the back of the net. In the 48th minute, Schweinsteiger unleashes a bullet out of midfield. Mamita querida. I got to ask you, Lewis, was this golazo? You know how I feel about those outside shots. It is an absolute golazo. Que golazo. Que golazo. And Bobby agrees with us. So that is a unanimous golazo for Mr. Schweinsteiger. Uh, 57th minute, Baird hits a, it's a shot that uh, Cleveland parries. The ball falls to Severino. He slams it home, but he was offside. Uh, 75th minute, Chicago defense falls asleep as Plata sends the ball across the six for Krylock to finish. RSL nearly get out of there, get more, but Sanchez makes some big saves. RSL get the win at home, 2-1. to one. Uh, A very must-needed win for RSL, especially at home against a very poor side in Chicago. Those three points are going to go a long way. They're currently sitting in that final playoff spot, as I had mentioned before. They are only one point behind the LA Galaxy, and uh, they actually do play um, at some point, I think, I want to say in sometime in september September. yeah yeah uh so um obviously uh everyone in the from second to sixth place only three points separates everyone in between there so obviously uh there can be some shifts in the standings before these two teams meet however uh i think that the only threat that rsl really has is seattle I th- we talked about them. They are five points behind RSL, six points behind the Galaxy. I think a surging Seattle can knock one of these two teams out of the playoffs. I don't think Vancouver does it. Minnesota's not going to do it. Houston is certainly not going to do it. Colorado and San Jose are pretty much all but done. Um, I think Seattle knocks either the Galaxy or RSL out of the playoffs. Or, here's the hoping, LAFC. Well, they really have to fall. Well, I mean, not really, because LSC has 36 points and Galaxy have 35, RSL has 34. So, mm. no, it's not in that realm. And uh, since they're not bolstering up their their defense, and if they continue to lead goals and they continue to drop results and drop points while Seattle's gaining them, it could very well be LAFC. Mm, maybe. Here's Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Uh, all right, next up, Portland versus Philadelphia. Portland just keeps on rolling. Valeri plays a teasing ball right across Fabinho's feet. It gets past him to Powell. Fabinho pulls him down. It's a penalty. Valeri converts. 83rd minute, another penalty. This time it's Carvalho who takes down Valeri in the corner of the 18. Aspria converts that one to make it 2-0. Then it's Guzman who sneaks in a perfectly placed header from Valeri's service. It's 3-0 to Portland. These guys look unstoppable. They haven't lost since April 8th, and we've said that each and every single week. And yet I feel that nobody is talking about Portland. Nobody is talking about how impressive this side has been, that they have not lost since the beginning of April. They have three losses the entire season. They are currently sitting in fifth place in the Supporter Shield, and they have four games on Atlanta, and they're only 11 points behind. So theoretically, if they have to win all four of those games, and the way Portland's been playing, it's very possible that they do that. Um, they would leapfrog Atlanta, granted that, again, 
Um, you'd have to win all those games, but we'll see what happens. But I think that Portland is not getting as much praise as they deserve. Everyone talks about Atlanta. Everyone talks about the New York teams. Uh, people are now barely starting talking about Dallas. People are even talking about LAFC. But nobody is talking up Portland and uh, Gio Savarese, who is a, a first-year coach. And I re- it, the, the ironic part about this is that you and I, David, in our uh, season preview, you said that, yeah, new, new coaches, new foreign coaches don't usually do well. And your argument was him. And here he is making a splash. Chances are he probably will win coach of the coach of the year, depending on how the, the final two months play out. Um, of course, other coaches, uh, first year coaches haven't been, do, haven't been doing too well. But I just think it's just funny that this is the example that you gave and it's the most successful one. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody, everybody is wrong. We know. <laughs> I, I, was cert- no, I was certainly wrong about that. Uh, I think that Giovanni Savarisi has done an excellent job. Uh, making that leap from NASL to to MLS, I think that uh, he's he's done a great job. At, at first, Portland didn't look like they were going to be anything special, and then they haven't lost. So they've only lost three games. One of those being to the Galaxy. Good on him. I hope that he that that continues. I hope that's not a fluke. Uh, I, I wish that can be said about some of the other first year coaches here. You know, like you said, it's MLS. Uh, last game of the week, New York Red Bulls versus LAFC. Uh, 22 seconds in, BWP nearly gets a goal, but the ball skins off the post and out. Uh, Rossi will hit the post off a curler in the 36th, and in the 39th minute, Kaku sends, or sorry, Kaku hits Mario on the run at the far post. He crosses it in. Royer slips but Miller spills the deflected pass and Royer still on the ground puts the ball away for the Red Bulls. It's 1-0. 53rd minute, Vela plays a ball in through to Rossi who takes a touch and gets one past Robles to tie it all up 1-1. 80th minute, long ball to BWP. He brings it down perfectly and and snakes a delicate little pass over to Royer who slams it home. And it's two to one. The Red Bulls, LAFC is not winless in four. The Red Bulls starting to look good again. Um, we talk about the Red Bulls and how well they're doing, and uh, how Atlanta and NYC FC drop points to allow New York to um, gain some ground on them in the Supporters Shield race and the Eastern Conference. Um, LAFC, as you said, winless in four, but they have the next three games. At home, and they include Kansas City, which is tough. Then they got RSL in Colorado, which you would imagine would be uh, six points right there. I cannot imagine them losing to either one of those sides. And then the big game at the StubHub Center um, against the Galaxy before they travel cross country uh, and actually uh, across, literally across the country uh, to Toronto. Uh, so LAFC, vulnerable in the back, just like the Galaxy. They lost 5-1 to one against Minnesota. Um, they, they are very perfectly capable of just melting down. We know that they are very mentally weak. If one of these smaller teams can get in their heads, can score early, can, can bring them down, uh, LAFC would just, just fold. 
so yes, it is very possible that Seattle, who is surging, can very well uh, eliminate LAFC from the playoffs. Um, they were as high as maybe like one point behind Dallas in first place, and now went all the way down to fourth place. And uh, if it wasn't for the Galaxy losing to Colorado, they could very well be in fifth place in the Western Conference. Yes, it is that tight. Yes, it is going to be that fun. And I'm not sure which of the teams, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm not sure which team doesn't play on decision day. But the way that both of these conferences are shaping up, that decision day is going to be just as fun to watch as the last two have been. Yeah. So uh, it's something to look forward to um, as we approach the final stretch of this uh, long MLS season. There are 10 weeks left, guys. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So um, I just need this to be over because fuck balls and beers. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for MLS Recap Week 23. We'll see you guys all later. Thanks for listening. Bye.